This is Hashtag Authentic, a podcast for creatives online. I'm Sarah Tasker and this is episode 42. Welcome back after a little bit of an impromptu hiatus. Thank you for sticking with me. This week I am talking to 21-year-old Bronte Huskinson, who you might know from her Instagram, Bookish Bronte. Her account has grown from tiny to over 30,000 followers in just a little bit over a year. We first met when she took my class, the Insta Retreat, and since then she has been absolutely storming it, finding her own niche on the bookstagram scene and really proving that there's still everything to play for and it's never too late to start growing an account on Instagram. We talk about all of this, altered reality, Photoshop and the difference between approaching Instagram as a newbie versus someone who's maybe feeling a bit tired and jaded about it all and she has some great advice and lessons for us all along the way. Before we dive into that, I want to give you a heads up about a different class that I have just launched over on my site. It's called Bloom and Grow, and it's my spring summer guide to photography and creativity and Instagram, and really just breathing life back into your online adventures. We use flowers because there's a ton of them around and they're free over the next few months, but it's transferable to everything from food to fashion to landscapes. And throughout April, there are some gorgeous real-life freebies that you can get through the post as a special thank you for joining up. It's selling for £110 plus VAT right now, and you can find all the details at meandorla.co.uk forward slash bloom dash grow. That's meandorla.co.uk forward slash bloom dash grow. And I will link to it, of course, in the show notes, and you can find it on my website as well. Hi, Bronte. Hello. Thank you for coming on my podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. It is very exciting and it's nice to be finally actually talking to you, really talking. Yes, I know. It's a long time coming. So for anybody who uh, maybe hasn't seen your profile or anything before, could you give us a little bit of an introduction to who you are and what you do? Yep, I'm Bronte and I run the Instagram account called Bookish Bronte and I'm also a writer. And are you still a student at the moment or have you finished university? Yes, I'm in my final year at the moment and then I'm hoping to be doing a master's degree. Um, I've got my interview for it in a few weeks, so I'm really excited. Exciting, fingers crossed. What's your master's going to be in, hopefully? Uh, Writing for young people. Exciting, so that maybe answers some of my questions about where where you're kind of hoping to go next in your career path that we might get to later. Yeah. But let's kind of start way back at the beginning. Okay. So some people might be familiar already with your Instagram account, but if they're not, can you kind of give us a little bit of like your Instagram story? When did you first get started on that? Well, I sort of started playing around on Instagram in 2016, like early 2016, but I don't really have like a purpose for it. And I sort of started really getting into it probably I think it was around March 2017 and that's when I sort of really started to get into it and get quite addicted (laughs) and at time of recording right now how many followers have you got approximately oh 34.1k at the moment okay now the reason I'm asking that I mean numbers obviously don't count for everything oh yeah (laughs) but I think people might be surprised listening because you're quite a late adopter in some senses and you've built a really strong following very quickly yes (laughs) so I thought it'd be really interesting to talk with you about that because I know it's something that a lot of people a lot of people worry that they've kind of missed the boat with something like Instagram I think that you know that the time to grow has passed but an account like yours proves that that isn't the case oh yeah no it's definitely I don't think it's ever definitely too late because I started doing it when the algorithm was in place and it was really actually after I got featured from Instagram in December last year that everything just sort of took off and became absolutely crazy. 
And it, it does look great. It looks like a crazy adventure for you. Like it, Yeah, definitely. It's rapidly kind of changing. What kind of factors do you think have contributed to your success? You mentioned the Instagram feature. Yes, definitely the Instagram feature has definitely, you know, helped me sort of get myself out there. I went from 7,000 followers to like 11,000 in a day. Wow. But obviously long before that, I started doing Instagram and like Bookstagram. Explain Bookstagram for anybody who hasn't come across that term before. Bookstagram is just basically instagram dedicated to books in its term like loosely and yeah it's a really fun platform where you can just showcase any books that you want and it's a really supportive community actually and one that i really love being a part of it's a nice place to kind of get book recommendations but it's also there's lots of people who are just book nerds or just love the aesthetic of books it seems like in there it's just basically anything book obsessive finds its home there (laughs) yeah basically and you mentioned your feature from instagram was that a weekend hashtag feature yes it was it was um the weekend hashtag for stripes it was one where i was i had like book page it book spines showing and then i was wearing stripy socks and standing on them and yeah those i've done those types of photos before on my account and they had always done well for some reason i've I've been looking i'm like why why are people liking this (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah i printed it for the hashtag project and that's when everything sort of blew up and you know not not necessarily everything was positive but it was you know a learning curve for me okay do you want to talk about that a little bit more what was not positive well after I posted it I woke up at like six in the morning for some reason on the um, day that it was posted and I found that in certain cultures in the world it was actually considered um, disrespectful to step on books and I had no idea like at all and so there was a bit of backlash from that and I had some pretty nasty messages from it but you know I, I learned from it and I haven't posted a photo like stepping on books again but yeah I just sort of learned to ignore all the um, negative aspects and just focus on the positives and how much it had done for my account. Yeah that's a really difficult thing isn't it because obviously whenever we're creating we're not we don't want to be offending anybody or or doing anything offensive but you were that's not where you were coming at it from and you, your intentions were obviously not to be provocative. Oh yeah no de- yeah definitely not and it was like it was difficult because I'd never really sort of experienced like hate from my pictures before because I was like you know it's like it's books it's pretty difficult to sort of <laughs> yeah. offend someone from it but yeah you know it's just a just another learning curve like I said yeah definitely it's a funny thing actually with Instagram so I there was a picture I had an idea I wanted to do that involved a book that was burning and I had a really long conversation with my husband about whether or not we should do it because obviously there's a history to burning books yeah that is hugely emotive and actually for a lot of people is is a really negative connotation and in the end I didn't do it because I felt like I didn't have a good enough grasp on kind of the whole history of it but there are times there will be times when we'll put something out into the world without realizing that it might have connotations or meanings for other people that we could never predict and all you can kind of do is, is like you've said, really, like take the positives from it and try and learn from it, I suppose. Yeah, just just don't do it. But yeah, yeah, it, it, it definitely all is a learning curve. And, you know, no one's going to offend someone on purpose because why would you want to? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bookstagram's not known for its uh, being provocative (laughs) no and it was it was just so funny because like I'd obviously on bookstagram I followed loads of people around the world and I've never had someone say to me hey this is a bit offensive in my culture before Mm. so to me it was just like a total shock yeah I hadn't heard of that before actually I have to say but there were so many people who hadn't they were like really (laughs) but actually it sounds like even before that feature you were already at 7,000 followers which I know to a lot of people listening they're like 
7,000 is already, you've made it. Yeah, I, I was, I was really, it started um, really sort of, I say take it, well, taking off for like the first time in, in September after I'd come back from America. Like I, um, I realised I didn't really like any of the photos that I took over the summer. Um. So I, I've, I've archived like two months worth of photos. <laughs> oh, so we can't <laughs> scroll back and have a look now? No. <laughs> but yeah, I was just looking at them. Just, I'm not really like proud of these. And before I have my, I say theme in quote brackets, but um, I before my future, I sort of themed every month. So I had like pink book month, blue book month, and then yellow book month. And then there was fairy tales. And um, then for the ones that I've archived, it was um, summer books when they were all outdoors. And then in America, it was just sort of free for all, do whatever, <laughs> whatever I can at the time. Because I was in America for so long. It was about six weeks. So mm. I hadn't taken any photos beforehand. And it was so, it was really difficult. Like I had lost sort of the spark for Instagram. And I was just like, oh, I don't like the photos I'm doing. So I'm not really sort of really going on Instagram that much. And then I came back um, and it was early September and then I posted this photo. It was like a what I call a bed of books hashtag. And it was of me and it had like a cookie on it and um, loads of cups of tea. And it was actually a photo that was meant for my mum's account. But we yeah, ended up stealing it. And um, <laughs> I posted it and it went for me, it sort of blew up. I had about 3000 followers at the time and the photo got about 1500 likes which to me was like unheard of and I was like oh wow yeah that's a great ratio and that was when I sort of I really started to get it again and I was like oh okay and then that's when I started posting the types of photos I do now but mainly without photoshop yeah and that's when I sort of really began to love Instagram again so there's loads of things I want to pull out there from everything you said. First of all, we should probably mention your mum. So your mum and yes. you did my course, the Insta Retreat, together. Yes, we did. When was that? It was late 2016. Yes, that sounds about right. So yeah. kind of right at the beginning. Yeah. And so your mum's account is? It's, yeah, Sarah J. Newton. Sarah J. Newton. And she is a coach for teenagers. Yes, she is. Um, so you both do quite different things, but it's interesting yes. <laughs> that like that picture was originally going to be for her account. Yes, on her account, she sometimes features. I'm just scrolling through now. She sometimes um, features quite a lot of book, like what I call better books, but they're not called that on her account but yeah just like book flat lay photos and she features them as well because they always do well like photos like that do well on both of our accounts for some reason and they're usually uh, most like photos and yeah it was originally for her account but I hadn't had any photos for my account when I got back from America so we just posted it on mine because it worked and mm. the book photo is the only thing really that's consistent between mine and my mum's account it's the only thing you could borrow okay. yeah <laughs> And so the other thing I kind of I think that you've kind of hinted at all the way through this then is that right from the start you were creating content for Instagram. So this wasn't you were already photographing books for another purpose and wanted somewhere to put them, but it was that you were creating it with Instagram in mind. Would that be right? Yes. Yeah. Before I'd like I'd never really sort of thought about taking photos of books. Like I'd never really thought of that as a as even a thing like, until you know I was just looking for Instagram wasn't really doing anything with it and then I discovered like bookstagram community and it was huge like there's so many amazing accounts on there and yeah so it kind of made sense for you to to start doing it kind of expressing yourself in that way yeah like especially as um I wanted to be a writer it seemed like the best community for me to like get my foot in the door in yeah. and um, sort of just be there for when I eventually I want to release a book properly so when that happens I can like, how do you have this book loving community that I'm part of yeah well and and speaking as someone who kind of 
um, was out pitching her book to agents about a year ago. Like social media following is such a huge a huge factor now in, in publishing deals. Even I hear from people all the time who are established writers or real experts in their field, but publishers say to them, come back when you've got X Instagram followers or X Twitter followers, because it just makes their job so much easier. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, like the publishing houses always use Bookstagram people now to market their books. And I think it's probably one of the most effective ways because, you know, you're reaching an audience that all love books. Yeah, and they're sharing it visually and it's going viral. Like it's just winning on every front. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of the time the Bookstagram photos are so much better than you know, like their promotional photos that they do. That's so true. That's, yeah, it's a bonus all round. But I think, it's, I think there's something really key in there that kind of to your success, and, and you can agree or disagree with this, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, but you were very intentional right from the start. You know, you, you took an Instagram course you made plans, you set to work and you started creating content in an area that you'd identified as being helpful to your eventual goal. And you were creating content, looking at what worked there and sharing it, which can be quite a different mindset to some people who have approached Instagram. Maybe they've been there a long time, or maybe they've just started sharing kind of in that sort of social media way where it's just, you know, snaps from the weekend or pictures of their daily life. Yeah, no, I I completely agree because I've already had like a um already have a purpose for it. Like I start it started off as just being you know like a um I can build up my audience on here so I can um eventually release a book and I've got already got this audience I have and then it was and then I sort of realised how much I absolutely loved doing it as as well and it's become a place where I, I've really loved creating content for it at the same time and like you develop so many skills by doing that like it's certainly it's a different way of approaching it to kind of I think what some people immediately assume and and it's a real I guess it's something that's changed about Instagram is that originally kind of in my era when I first started you could just be doing those organic shares and find rapid growth that way and right now maybe because it's just got so many more people on it or the standard of content is so amazingly high all the time for all sorts of reasons. It's the people who are being a bit more strategic, a bit more intentional about what they put out there that see that faster growth. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think if you've got an intention, it's you know, so much um, easier to sort of create content, and especially if you, like my account has such a big theme to it, which is, you know, like books, is that I've, I can always, I've always got a photo in mind that will be to do with, books so it's always right it kind of makes your job easier in some respects doesn't oh, it? yeah <laughs> like well I know what I can do and what I can't do yeah definitely of course the other thing about having a goal in mind from the beginning and, and that's something we do in the institutory you probably remember like right from the start it's what do you want to achieve with this because yes. it's one thing to have 30,000 followers but then what do you what do you want to do with those 30,000 followers because you can't just sit there and look at them like that's no, yeah. not an end result so for you it's the book or yes. books, a writing career, presumably. Oh, yeah, de definitely. I've, <laughs> I've always wanted to be a writer and, you know, having an online following, I think that will definitely help me achieving that. Absolutely. And like you said, I think it's really key that you said that, that the people who are following you love books and they yes. love beautiful books and they love your kind of creativity and your imagination, which I'm sure is coming going to come through in all of your writing. Because if you had, you could just as easily have gone, well, I need a, a social media following to get a publishing deal. And, you know, I'm, I've got really nice clothes, so I'm going to have a fashion account. And you could yeah. have got 30,000 followers for your outfits, but it would have made it a lot harder to sell fiction. Yeah, it definitely would have. And being part of Books of Grammar has taught me, you know, like so much about what the book, it's not just about 
the writing of the book it has to have like a really good cover it has to be like what's the word like it's like aesthetic looking so yeah. people can photograph it well and those are things that I never even thought about before I even started Instagram because you know there's the old saying don't judge a book by its cover <laughs> but, but we do. on book on bookstagram it <laughs> that's pretty much what everything is like the book has to look pretty in order to sort of make it on bookstagram <laughs> and I always think that 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 saying is a little bit outdated because we live in an age where cover design is an art form there are people with like marketing yeah. degrees and artistry and huge talent going into designing these covers because they do convey so much and getting it right can be the difference between selling and not selling so I don't think we're doing the people who make covers justice if we don't judge a book by its cover a little bit yeah no I I, like, I agree like there's so many books I seem like that is such a gorgeous cover and I'm just out of like you know cover buys I've always gone into shops and be like I really like that cover it looked really nice on Instagram I'm gonna buy it <laughs> and some of them I still haven't read but I'm just like, oh, it's just got a nice cover. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's a prop. It's a photo prop. Yeah, it's a prop. <laughs> so thinking about kind of like, obviously you and your mum were working through the course at the same time and you were going away and doing kind of reading the same material, doing the same exercises. But are there strategies that you think have worked more for you than the ones that have worked for your mum or vice versa? Because obviously you, you both have quite different audiences. Yeah, well, I think, you know, what, like with my with my mum's account, she is still you know like struggling with what her account really sort of is and she still doesn't have like a massive coherent theme to it it's always been so much easier for me because I've I've always had like such a distinct theme for it whereas my mum hasn't so they've been really different in aspects like that because my mum sort of happened to sort of look at it more like you know like lifestyle stuff like mm. oh that would look you know like that photo would look nice on my Instagram and I feature a lot on there and she um yeah and a lot of the photos are sometimes for you know for my accounts as well but they end up not going on mine and then going on hers and because they sometimes fit and that's quite handy yeah. that you can share between yeah, definitely and your mum as well like your mum has I, I always it's one of the trickier audiences to find your way to on Instagram because obviously she wants to appeal to teenagers because she's a coach for teenagers but it's probably the parents that pay so you also need to appeal to kind of yeah. that next generation up but in a way that kind of bridges both of them so it's definitely I can see why it's more difficult and actually having you as kind of a hook for the teens is probably a really handy way of doing it. Yeah the one thing that we've always there's always been consistent between me and her is that we're all saying right what will this look like in the top nine we're always going on about our top nines and how they have to look. How nice that you've got someone that you can talk about that with. <laughs> yeah um yeah everyone else is sort of is just saying okay right um what, I don't even know what that is but me and my mum we just always talk about Instagram we drive everyone in the family mad about it. <laughs> I love it. And and does she help you with your pictures? It always looks like on your behind the scenes that you've got various people helping you with the creative acrobatics you get up to. Yeah, luckily, luckily yeah, luckily I have um, my mum helping me with, you know, with like a lot of them. And I do have my tripod in Bath where I can just take photos for um, by myself if I need to. But it's always so much easier to have someone helping oh, God, you. Yeah. And sometimes I've got my dad helping me as well. Like there was one photo we posted in the woods and there was just my dad who was just carrying the prop bag along as we were just <laughs> walking through the woods. Poor dad. What does dad think about it? Gosh, uh, <laughs> he, he thinks it, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't understand it, but he's always... Quietly he, goes along with Yeah, it. he always jokes about it and saying, oh, are you doing photos for Instagram again today? And we're just like, yeah. <laughs> so you've had all of this growth and kind of some of your pictures a lot of your pictures attracting an awful lot of likes, an awful lot of comments. What kind of opportunities have you seen coming along your way 
kind of maybe not not ones that you'd anticipated when it was back in April last year actually it was when my account I think was at about I'm gonna say about two and a half thousand followers um I did um work experience at Penguin Random House um I don't really I don't know how this conversation came up but I ended up mentioning them that I'm in you know the bookstagram world and they're like oh that's so cool and I was just like you know showing photos of them and I don't think they really knew much about it because mm. oh that's so cool and um then I ended up walking away with a freelance job taking um, photos for them. So not for my account, for them to post on their social media, such as like Facebook and their Twitter. And since then, that's expanded and I've make it, made a business um, with my mum and a bookish baker called A Bookish Photographer. And we've worked with loads of different publishing companies. And so I've got this freelance job that I never <laughs> knew that I would be having of, you know, like book photography. And then yeah, you didn't even know it existed, really, presumably. No, I was just like, oh, this is this is pretty cool. And then obviously, as my following has increased after the feature, I've had a lot of influencer work, which is really cool as well. Like this time last year, I never thought that that would be possible and then two years ago I never thought I would actually be doing it so <laughs> it's uh, yeah it's really amazing I think people listening are probably going to be feeling really inspired and so presumably kind of these are now all extra avenues of work that you can carry on exploring as you go as you kind of finish your education and start maybe creating some published work yeah it's really nice to you know be a student not having to have like a weekend job and being able to do something that I actually really enjoy doing and it's yeah it's it's helped me so much and I'm I just want to make it go up from here and eventually turn it all into a proper business where I'm earning enough money to live on that's would be great and then I can just work from home and work on my writing which is you know the ideal life the dream isn't it yeah (laughs) and I think it shows like the importance of kind of if if it hadn't been for you being brave enough to talk about what you do on that work experience and feeling like you were able to represent what the community does and talk about it, maybe those people would never have really put it all together. It sounds like they didn't even really realise that this was something they could be doing. And so this industry that you've kind of found or created for this kind of uh, content creation for publishers, I guess, is is probably still really new and it's going to evolve and grow into its own thing. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, definitely. Like, I always think back, like, if I didn't mention that to them one yeah. time, what would it have been like? But some publishing houses are starting to sort of get it a little bit more. But there's, you know, there's it's still like a world that's, you know, completely new because Bookstagram is full of young people, and generally the higher people in publishing houses. Yeah, then later on in their careers, aren't they? Yeah, so it's a it's a really new thing, and it's you know social media marketing and Bookstagram is not going anywhere anytime soon, and you can really see people like the um, publishing houses really starting to catch on because I see like so many posts now of publishing houses sending out books to Bookstagrammers for free, and it's just so nice to see that they're catching on with it all it's such an, a really obvious and simple way to promote something like a book with a wonderful cover isn't it yeah and it's just something like how is it how has it not happened before it's always like what what I think because you know if you can send out books to other instagrammers or bookstagrammers for free then they're creating your marketing material for you yeah. and it's it's just such a great way to do it I know I've got friends who are publishing in various kind of spheres, different industries, and it's kind of a, a common complaint across all of them that quite often publishers haven't quite got their head around social media marketing yet. 
and things like that. Like they would quite like to send out copies of their books to everybody, but if they want to do it, they're going to have to do it themselves because their publisher or their agent doesn't really understand the purpose or doesn't think it'll convert into sales. Yeah, I like to think that they get in there and eventually they'll sort of think, oh, hang on a minute, then there's, there's something here, but I think they've still got a little while to go yet, but they're definitely getting better at it yeah and it's and it also kind of speaks to the importance I think of of growing your own audience like you've done so that you're not reliant on them to do it for you so that you're able to communicate directly with the people who you want to be who you want to be reading your work or buying your work or whatever it is you you're aiming to do yeah if you're able to communicate directly you're, you're always off to a winning start yeah I think it's always better when it comes from like an actual person and the author rather than the company as well because it sort of puts a face behind it as well and yeah yeah, definitely. That's the thing about Instagram is people don't want to see another corporate account. They don't want to see like the same thing they'd see on a Twitter or a Facebook. People are looking to make a direct connection with a real human, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. I've I've I did so, I've done some research on this just for like a publishing essay I've had to do and uh, like the engagement difference between bookstagrammers and publishing houses Instagrams and the bookstagrammers always do so much better. Oh gosh, yeah, I bet it's exponentially better. Oh yeah, it's, it's crazy. So I look at it, I'm like, wow. Um, and I guess kind of partly what's behind that, and it's something maybe you've touched on this, the bookstagram scene is very young. Yes. You are, to an old lady like me, you're very young. <laughs> how, can I ask how old you are? I'm 21. 21, you're just a baby. <laughs> so I wonder like how you see social media, how it's evolved. You've obviously grown up with it as a bigger part of your life than... Uh, someone like me so I'm how old am I 32 so kind of <laughs> 10 years ahead of you so social media came in while I was late teens versus you've grown up with it it's kind of been part of your life what lessons can we learn about how you young whippersnappers <laughs> well I think with you know young people is that we're you know like we're just com- we're completely fearless and we're not we're not like precious about our work, not saying that everyone who's in the older generations are precious, but we're sort of more inclined to make mistakes and just we can put something out there and it could just not do as well. And we're just like, oh, yeah, you know, that's that's fine, whatever. And we don't we just do it for ourselves. And like I've had photos that I've completely adored and I've posted them and they haven't done as well and I haven't been sort of being like in my story like oh you know this photo hasn't done very well oh no but and I just I've just thought you know because I've created it and I've loved it that's all that matters. Mm. That is a um, really good lesson for an awful <laughs> lot of us because it is it's really easy to uh, attach your self-belief to the validation you get from that on- online audience but it's a really dangerous thing to do. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it definitely is. Like, even I sort of find myself. I'm like, oh, this photo isn't doing so well. I wonder why that is. But I don't, you know, sort of dwell on it. I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, um, can I learn from this? And yeah, I'm just like, okay. What have I been doing that hasn't worked? What is it about this photo that not not might not be necessarily doing well? Like, I don't sit there and complain about it, which I can. I sometimes see people do, and I just sort of let them do it. But you know, there's not much point in complaining about it because it's out there now isn't it so yeah and also like I have I see those stories as well I can understand completely what's behind it but I always think it doesn't reflect brilliantly on on that account oh yeah no I always just swipe away sort of with a sigh like oh but yeah it you know it, it it happens some with every account you know like photos do some photos do better than others and that's okay and and sometimes there's really no rhyme or reason to it like I've literally posted two pictures from the same shoot with very small differences between them 
same time of day, same kind of hashtags. And one does like incredibly well and one kind of doesn't. And you're like, well, this clearly isn't like that picture was not 10 times better than the other one. There's just no way. Yeah, no, I, I've always done that. So, oh, this is similar to the other one, but why isn't this, you know, it's sometimes just be that people might not be on Instagram that yeah. day, but there's, there's so many, you know, different factors to it. But, you know, and like sometimes I can spend hours and hours editing this photo and I still, I don't like it. So I don't post it and I just don't think of it as being wasted time because I've learned something from it. Yes. I'm just like, well, you know, I've learned this new editing trick or I've, um, learn that this is, is that the concepts in my head don't always work out on paper and you know that's fine yes that's so key actually because we everything even if you post a picture and it absolutely bombs even if you post a picture and you realize you've offended an entire nation <laughs> um, you've learned something and it's not it's not over it's not over until you stop posting or you stop growing and learning yeah it's, you know it's not it's not the end of the world one bad day isn't gonna spoil your whole life is it it's just gonna you know next day give us always the next day I like that. We were talking on a forum actually about kind of the trend or the movement towards quite an altered reality imagery. So that's obviously something (laughs) you use an awful lot in your pictures to amazing effects. So it's kind of, it's, it's half real and it's half illustrated or photoshopped to kind of create a fantasy world. Yeah. And we were kind of discussing how much of that was a trend and how much of that would kind of maybe some people would drop off and die down and some people would carry on creating it. And you had some really interesting points, I think, about kind of growing up in a world of altered imagery. Yes. Yeah, you know, like everything around us has, you know, been altered. But, you know, with my account, I use it a lot because, you know, books create a reality inside our head. And sometimes the best way, I think, to express that is through editing and stuff and there seems to be like a really big divide you know on Instagram of um, people who don't use Photoshop and people who do and I think we just you know need to sort of realize that there isn't a wrong way to do it and there isn't a right way to do it and you know that there's a place for both of us on here and I see like I get so many messages um saying have oh, you inspired me to use Photoshop I always feel like so humbled that I have and people are terrified of it yeah, and, and I, d- I don't know, like, wh- like, why? Like, a lot of the time I'm afraid to, I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's going to work, but, you know, let's um just do this and see how it goes. And a lot of it, I'm just, you know, just, like, winging it and not really having, sort of, knowing how to do it. And I just end up, you know, just doing it. And it's so much fun to do. And, you know, that's not to say that people who don't use Photoshop don't create amazing images because I see so many people who don't and their images are amazing and I see people who use Photoshop and their images are also amazing so I think there's a place for both of us. And they're, they're both skills I guess it's like some people get very defensive and, and feel like it's not photography if it doesn't all come out of the camera. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where do you sit on that blurry line between the two though? So there was an account that made a lot of headlines last year because I think she was using an agency actually, but they were photoshopping in maybe pictures of destinations where she wasn't really and she was stood in front of them. And the aim was not in a way like sort of your account is to tell a story or to kind yeah. of uh, try to, to fictionalise reality. She was trying to present it as reality. Well, it's a very... <laughs> go, go on the record right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, do you have like, hmm. yeah, how, I mean, just how you personally, I suppose, like, how do you, do you feel a responsibility to make it clear when you have changed something? I think it's kind of different with my account because I always show my behind the scenes, so you can always tell when, like, if something 
isn't you know like real or not mm. um because I always show like how I do it because I guess like the, the it feels to me like if I was very good at Photoshop which I'm fairly average at but if I was very good at Photoshop the temptation may may creep in that I might want to make myself look approximately 15 times more glamorous and <laughs> my entire life look like a million times more glamorous so I can kind of see why to some people it can feel disingenuous and we're so overloaded with secret photoshop in life you know the the stuff that's not like your work where we we don't necessarily know when we're looking at something whether it's the whole story or not yeah I can see how you know like some people can be sort of a bit angry might not be the right word but how it's not showing you know like what actual reality is but you know it's it's Instagram like most photos pretty much all photos on Instagram are you know like staged in some sort of way like there's always some sort of setup that goes into it even if it looks completely natural like I always have saying that like nothing I see you see online is 100% natural really Mm. because all the you know the bigger accounts like say if you're just doing like a photo of a desk you'd rearrange stuff to sort of um, Of show that see in its best light so there's always some sort of sense of it not being real to me but that's just because you know I've been doing Instagram and I've always you know I'm so guilty of like rearranging stuff completely just to make it look better I think that's a really pertinent point and and it's something I go back to a lot is kind of I don't think that's all that different to when you maybe go into work and someone says how was your weekend and you just tell them the good bits and you don't talk about like when the cat was sick and when your husband and you fell out and didn't talk for an hour like you you, we all edit our lives to look the best to the public my grandma used to shine her doorstep like that's what we do And now we now you know we arrange our brunch for Instagram. Yeah, like there's all yeah you know there's some always some sort of staging that and always some sort of setup that goes into every photo, even if it's just you know like moving a mug a certain way or you know getting rid the, of something. Out the yeah, background. getting rid of something. Cables. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's always something that goes into it. And I think another thing that kind of accounts like yours have been really good for, especially with the behind the scenes where you do show that step by step is it's almost like what needs to happen is a degree of Photoshop literacy so that people can look at a picture and go, oh, they probably did a bit of that to it. Or, you know, like, oh, yeah. you could do that in Photoshop. So that rather than it being on the creator, up to the creators to always have the onus to make sure that they're kind of making it clear what was real and what wasn't real and what's been altered, kind of puts the responsibility back on the viewer to say okay well make let, let me make sure I know what I'm looking at and let me like like with media literacy where you have to now be so skilled to be able to pull out the truth from all of the noise maybe that's good the way it's going to be and and maybe for the next generation down you kind of already have some of those skills innately yeah like I, I always find myself like scrolling through my feed and saying oh yeah that's been done in photoshop even though if it's not completely obvious that yeah even if it's done brilliantly you can kind of get a feel for it don't you and you think oh she probably photoshopped that that would make more sense because otherwise yeah, like, means... I always look at photos I'm like how on earth have they done that or <laughs> how have they got so much you know like what I'm like oh, okay that's probably been photoshopped because there's some photos where I'm just on a plain white wall and I've had to resize myself to make myself smaller just so I can fit because whole... you've not got a big enough wall yeah <laughs> all the time it's you know like I've, my house is completely like an Instagramable so <laughs> I'm always having to make myself a bit smaller in photos where I've got a bit a wall on it just to make it look a lot better to make it all bring bring it all together I get that yeah. vibe when I when I scroll through and see like babies 
sleeping in like impossible perfect perfection and I'm like oh now I get it like you've yeah okay (laughs) that makes me feel better as a parent because no way I'm just gonna do that when my kid was little is there anything else that you wanted to get in that you've got coming up or that you want to promote so outside of Instagram what other platforms do you find yourself using Uh, I've just started up a newsletter actually yay yeah it's really exciting I'm going to be releasing my February newsletter really soon and it basically just includes I call it like a monthly wrap-up so it's like what my favorite account has been what my um favorite book has been that month what app has sort of saved my life or I've really been enjoying that month brilliant yeah and what else what I've learned from Instagram as well because you know you're it's always 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 teaching me something new yeah yeah and I find it teaches me lessons across my whole life like not just photo (laughs) lessons but relationship lessons and marketing lessons and parenting lessons and anything else yeah definitely so where can people go if they want to sign up for that? You can go to my website at um, brontehaskinson.com or bookishbronte.com. They both lead to the same thing. Awesome. Well, I will link to all of those things and, of course, to your Instagram on the show notes. Do you use any other social media out of interest? Uh, I use Twitter, which is at brontehaskinson.com, but I don't, I'm not on there as much Instagram as, you know, it's my home. home. <laughs> yeah, your internet home. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you so much for having me. The show notes and links to everything we've talked about this week are at meandorla.co.uk forward slash podcast 42. Bronte is at a bookish Bronte on Instagram and I'm at me underscore and underscore Orla. And we would both really love to hear from you and get your thoughts on all the topics that we've discussed this week, whether you agree or disagree. It's always great to get some feedback. I'll also stick a clickable link to that Bloom and Grow course in those show notes if you're interested. Or you can just Google me and all the bloom and grow and it will pop up for you. I hope you have a wonderful week, that this episode has been valuable to you and I look forward to seeing you online.